You're listening to the Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com on the Illini Guys Radio Network. Now, let's get back to the studio. Cruising into the second hour. Hope you're feeling good. Larry Smith, Mike Hegley, Brad Sturdy, Patrick Quinn on the board. It's a Sports Spectacular, powered by the website IlliniGuys.com. Get your insider stuff on the Illini at IlliniGuys.com. Getting ready for more basketball this weekend. 12th ranked Illinois at number 19, Michigan State. Both teams coming off a loss need to get back on the, the in the win column. Uh, Saturday, 11 a.m. on ESPN. And again, that time and channel changing uh, several days ago. So make sure that you're in the right place and at the right time. It tips off 90 minutes earlier than scheduled. But uh, let's get back to uh, that result. Wednesday night was one that uh, we were, you know, look, disappointing. I mean, 70-59, a game that really wasn't that close for most of the second half. Illinois falling at a Rutgers team that we knew going in that this was a team that, that this was not the same Rutgers team that Illinois beat by 35 points back in early December to open the Big Ten season. This is a team now that has beaten four ranked teams in a row and all of a sudden is worthy of some NCAA tournament bubble talk. Game and a half out of first place in the Big Ten now. Yeah, and I will tell you, Larry, I did not think I would see a game where Kofi gets 20 and 10 and the Illini weren't in it at any point. Yeah, you, you, you worry about the effort there. I mean, they got just destroyed on the boards in that game. And, you know, as we know, rebounding is a effort is a big part of that. And, and you know, to lose the rebounding battle the way that they did, um, a team that they dominated on the glass, you know, just a couple months ago. So it's, it, I think it's a little disappointing when you're the heat of the Big Ten race and you, you, you're going to have off shooting nights. Man, you hate to have a night where you just, uh, just really get beat to every 50 50 ball and get dominated on the glass. And it's hard to win when you go one for 14 from the three, three point line. Uh, I don't know where Plummer was all game. And I believe that uh, the first guy to score three for Illinois on Wednesday was Coleman Hawkins. So if you had him on your dance card, you win. <laughs> Actually, Coleman hit a little bit uh, later. Trent hit that one right at the end of the first half. Okay, gotcha. Um, that, that broke the 0 for 13 streak to start it. But again, when you're talking about when you I mean Coleman has not hit many. And no. when, when Patrick, to your point, when that stands out, that shows you just how tough it was. Six of 23 shooting from outside the arc. And to Brad's point, 14 offensive rebounds grabbed uh, by Rutgers as Illinois uh, out rebounded 46 28. You never hear that kind of offensive, uh, that kind of rebounding deficit. Uh, for the Illini, as Brad mentioned, a lot of uh, effort or lack of, you might say, uh, by Illinois. Um, let's talk about Kofi in this game. He gets the double-double, 20 and 10, so he sets the record. 42nd double-double uh, in his career. That, that that breaks the mark that he had tied Skip Thor, who set that mark back in 1963 to 1965. Um, had some struggles here. I, I should say really got frustrated these past couple of games. In the Northwestern game, uh, six turnovers. I think that was the season high clearly frustrated by the constant double and triple teams and, and lack of fouls being called in that game last Sunday against the Wildcats. Uh, here's Brad Underwood talking about his star center. Kofi was, was showing us his arms at halftime and, and his, so get his jersey tugged and, and uh, Kofi never shows emotion. And we all know he's the most fouled player in America. If they, if they truly wanted to call a foul every trip, they probably could. Um, but um, you know, we'll talk about that tomorrow. He, you know, he can't get flustered like that. But then in the there late in the game, last eight minutes, he just was no, 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 eyeball and and uh, you know carry his home down the stretch. But uh, um, you know, he was they sent the they sent the farm to him and and uh, you know, he just had some uncanny turnovers that he usually doesn't have, no matter if there's two or three guys. But he he was flustered today. Yeah, Brad, to kind of follow up on that, I know you can't comment specifically on the, the officiating tonight, but in general, in your discussions with the officiating and on how difficult, you said so that, that he's one of the most difficult players to, to officiate in this game right now. What, what, what their challenges have been in, in officiating him? Yeah, one of the officials told me tonight they could call a foul every trip. How do you respond to that? <laughs> I mean, so you're going to pick and choose? I, you know, I, so it's, and, you know, there's one play, I, I mean, there's two hands straight in his back. You know, and I'm not trying to nitpick on this crew. This is a really good crew. I, you know, you know, I take these guys every night. But I get it. He is hard to officiate. But at the expense of, you know, breaking his arms and cracking his wrist and bleeding, I mean, 
So I better be quiet. <laughs> I think it's tough to be Kofi right now. I mean, he's facing double and triple teams. And early in the season, every time, you know, he was really making teams pay because the guys were knocking down shots. And now with them not making shots as often, it really uh, allows teams to really come hard at him with those double teams. And as we know, he, you know, he doesn't get officiated as, you know, Brad Underwood mentions many times, has mentioned many times, he doesn't get officiated the same way as everybody else. And uh, it, it's difficult. So I saw one person joking on Twitter that he should put some, uh, you know, some chalk on his arm. So every time he got hit, then you, you'd know and they could keep track of it. But he definitely takes a beating inside. And I think it's tough to be him right now, especially when guys aren't making shots. So you're, uh, it, it makes it really difficult for him. Yeah, I was thinking about donating some blue paint to the uh, Illini basketball program that he could put on his arms and we would see all the hands turn blue on the other team. But we know for sure that Michigan State is going to drop everybody in the lane on him and the Illini must shoot. So Kofi is going to have to remain patient and it's going to be really hard and the staff's going to have to help him do that. You talk about patience, Mike, that's key, because it's now time for him to also step up. And when he gets angry and frustrated, just score. I know it's easy to say, but as long as the ball is getting into you, just try to find a way to get your body towards the basket. I mean, he's huge. He's he's the biggest guy Illinois had at center in years. So let's do it. Yeah, I, I, but I think you guys are. I think we're all in agreement on that. And I think the one thing to, to Brad's point, if the if the guy if the shooters aren't shooting this team doesn't go very far. That's what was a beautiful thing as we were trying to get everyone back into place is that Colfi was, had figured out the double teams. And when it came, he'd kick it out for a three, you hit it and, and, and the offense is rolling. Uh, Brad, how do you, how do you get this team ready um, you know, for this, for the Spartans coming up? You know what they're going to bring. They're, they're defensive, they're physical, they're tough. They're going to knock guys around. What do you do to get these, uh, these shooters back in rhythm? Is it tired legs or what's the problem in your mind? I think a lot of it's mental. You see a lot of hesitation and guys aren't just going up and shooting. Um, so I think what they have to do is maybe counteract that by going a little bit bigger. Um, I think you're going to see more minutes from maybe Coleman Hawkins um, using more, you know, the athleticism and size and length of RJ Melendez and getting those guys more minutes because I think that can counteract maybe the poor shooting. Got some guys who are active on the offensive glass some guys who can slash a little bit and get to the basket. So um I think that's going to be a change until those guys start making shots. Uh, I, I think that's what you, kind of what you have to do. Yeah, as defenders, you know, guys who are attacking the basket, uh, that makes you have to do more things on defense and watch more things. And I do think they need that. And obviously, um, Kofi needs help on the boards. You can't get out-rebounded the way they were against Rutgers. That just can't happen again. Well, more hoops talk on the way. RJ Melendez, uh, Brad mentioned him, starting to come into his own for the stretch run. We talk about the star freshman's play next on the Sports Spectacular. You're tuned in to the Sports Spectacular on the Illini Guys Radio Network. At Busey Bank, we understand you have a vision for your future, and we're committed to helping you achieve your dreams. Since 1868, we've invested in recruiting and retaining the best and brightest associates. Busey's unique culture is one that values and supports you, provides opportunities for growth, and it's much more than a job. It's a career. Build relationships, build community, and build your career at Busey Bank. Proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini. Enjoying the game? Log on to IlliniGuys.com and join in the conversation. Our game room offers real-time chat from our team of experts and analysts to enhance your game experience. And IlliniGuys.com offers insider information on recruiting and team prep that you just won't find anywhere else with hundreds of articles and podcasts for you to enjoy. Sign up now and become eligible for free $1,000 scholarships. The seven-day free trial makes it a no-brainer. Get in the know with IlliniGuys.com. You're listening to the Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com on the Illini Guys radio network. Now, let's get back to the studio. I, I never know when the switch is. Um, he practices really good. He's been giving our guys problems in practice. and you know, Most of the time he runs on the scout team, and, and he's the other guy's you know, best wing player or whatever, and he's just giving us problems. And I'm like, this he might be ready. And... and uh, he's so instinctive, and uh, uh, everything's natural and easy for him. You know, his IQ is really high. And, and then what's matched that now, which wasn't early, is now, is now he's putting in the time. Now the work ethic is creeping into 
to that. And we're seeing a really confident young guy. The sports spectacular continues. Illini at Michigan State on Saturday, 12 at 19. And you look at the top five or top 25 rankings. Now, that was Brad Underwood talking about RJ Melendez here on the sports spectacular as we continue with you, Larry Smith. Uh, joined by uh, Mike Hegley, Brad Sturdy, also Patrick Quinn on the board, uh, talking with us on this one right now. Uh, Melendez, you know, uh, Mike, you were looking up his numbers and what he's done in these last three games, really beginning to to come into his own here for the Illini. Yeah, you know, uh, RJ has played very well, and it's obviously a journey you're on as a freshman. In the last three games, he's gotten 38 minutes, has 32 points, 10 rebounds, a couple of assists and a couple of block shots. And, and one of them was amazing when he got beat on a back cut and then somehow caught up to the guy and rejected the layup. Um, and he's also got four steals in that time. So you've got a player here that, um, you know, quite honestly was probably a little bit lost when it came to defense. Uh, and he's improving because coach is putting him on the, on the floor, but even better is when he's on the floor and he has the opportunity He's putting production on the board, and I think as the offense is having some challenges, he is going to be somebody that the coaching staff has to decide, do we give him more minutes based upon his production? Yeah, and obviously it looks like he's gotten in the weight room. I remember asking if he was going to be an, uh, like a contributor, and Brad Sturdy who said right out of the gate, only if he gets in the weight room. So that's pretty obvious too. And Mike, I can't believe how quick he is underneath the basket. Yeah, he he has an ability to be where the ball is. And I don't know, that's a hard thing to explain to people. But, you know, Coach Underwood talks on some of his videos, if you see him when he was an assistant at South Carolina, he talks about 75% of the shots rebound on the opposite side that they're shot on. Some people learn that stat and then they just go to where they think the rebound might be. I don't know if RJ learned it or if he just instinctively goes to, he follows the ball and tracks it really well, but he tends to get there. And and I will tell you, you know, he had a runner down the right side of the lane um, against Rutgers in a, in a very frustrating game, but it reminded me of IO. IO's the only guy who had the speed to get that shot off and the length to get it over the top of people. And so he really whets your appetite for what he can do uh, in the future. And, and, you know, if people are struggling offensively, the future may be closer than what any of us might have thought just maybe two months ago. Well, Mike, a uh, great point and something else, too, that he's done that really Illinois, it feels like, has really struggled lately at the line. In those three games, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, 12 of 12 from the line, wasn't he 5 of 5 against Rutgers, I believe? Six yes. Northwestern. So not only that, and he came on big, you know, he scored all 10 of those points against Rutgers in the final six minutes of the game. He and Kofi combined were the ones who kind of lifted this team and at least gave them some kind of life. And they came out so flat as we, we talked about uh, earlier in the first hour. So I, I really think as we look ahead to the Michigan state game, does Underwood trust him enough? Look right now, Illinois is trying to find an offensive spark outside of, of Kofi Coburn. And, and the one person who's done that consistently in the past couple of games has been RJ Melendez. I, I, you know, look, you know, I don't know what the scout is. I don't know, you know what they're working on. They beat him before without Kofi, but this is Michigan State. Um, I think at some point you have to see Melendez get some solid double-digit minutes uh, against the Spartans. Yeah, and I, and I think, you know, the bottom line is he hits those free throws. All those free throws that he hit – um, you know, in, in Northwestern, we're in the last three minutes of the game. I mean, you have a freshman going down in a high-stress situation and knocking them down as if it's no big deal. So I think he offers some things there. Now, now the, the counter-argument would be, um, you know, given a kid, let's say, his first start at Michigan State on the road is a very, very tough thing to do. But maybe it also allows someone else, you know, whether it's DeMonte or it's Jacob Grandison, maybe it gives somebody else the chance to come in off the bench and be a spark plug. Maybe that's something that would also help them as well as RJ. So it's not really a demotion. It's just kind of a, a putting the chessmen in a little bit different places to see how they work. 
I think that's something definitely that Brett Underwood will be thinking about. But also, what about this one, Mike, where, you know, you have him come off the bench with Curbelo as well. You've got two sparks there. What do you think about that? You know, you have you have that opportunity. Um, and I think this is where Coach Underwood last year coached Curbelo through some very rough times at the, you know, and, and at the end of the season, you know, knew when to put an arm around his shoulder and say, you're not doing this right and put him right back into the game. And he's going to have to determine which kids to really grind out on now and which kids you got to put an arm around and give them some encouragement. That's why he gets paid the big bucks. And that's why he's been so successful is he's generally made the right choices. And now that's in front of him again. Yeah, tough loss uh, Wednesday night against uh, Rutgers. But again, this is an Illinois team. 18 road wins over the last three years. That is more than anybody else in the Big Ten by far. It's not even close in trying to keep that continued here uh, as they take on Michigan State coming up on Saturday. We're counting down to tip-off, 11 a.m. on ESPN. Okay, still to come here, more college hoop talk and Ked's recruiting around a big week in Champaign with some potential future Illini in town. Ken, right now, riding in on his horse to tell us all about it. It's coming up next. You're tuned in to the Sports Spectacular on the Illini Guys Radio Network. I'm Kofi Coburn. When it comes to facing my opponents on the basketball court, that's easy. You know what else is easy? OSF On-Call Urgent Care. That's right, Kofi. When you need care for minor illnesses and injuries that's easy to get when and where you need it, OSF On-Call Urgent Care is your MVP. Walk in 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. every day, even holidays, or connect with a virtual visit 24-7, 365 days a year. Visit osfoncall.org slash urgentcare. Are you tired of your website making your business look bad? Is your current web developer dropping the ball? Let's face it, if your website isn't making you money, it's broken. Let Neon Rain create a website that turns your visitors into customers. Neon Rain has worked with hundreds of businesses across North America, building custom websites and applications with modern designs that are easy to update and work well on mobile devices. They can do it for you too. What sets Neon Rain apart? They actually deliver on their promises. Call today for a free consultation, 303-957-3092. That's Neon Rain at 303-957-3092. Or visit them at neonrain.com. Planning to repair or upgrade your home or place of business? Whether it's a leaky roof, windows, or door, worn-out siding or paint, outdated kitchen, bathroom, or basement, look no further than HX Home Solutions, your one-stop shop for remodeling inside and out. Trusted by Chicagoland since 1950, find out why HX gets an A-plus rating by the Better Business Bureau. Call today, 224-880-6000. That's HX Home Solutions, 224-880-6000. Mention code NCAA and schedule your free estimate. Once again, 224-880-6000, HX Home Solutions. This is David Williams, a leading receiver from the University of Illinois, here on Illini Guy on Sports Spectacular. Go Illini. The Illini Guys Sports Spectacular. We're from IlliniGuys.com. And can I give a quick shout out? Can, can I do that? Last week, we went over the 3 million page view mark on the website in only 13 months' time. 3 million page views. IlliniGuys.com. Hey, so many thanks to our subscribers and to all of you who uh, you, you come in, you check out our podcast, listen to the radio show replays get your Illini Minute fix, all of that. Thank you. You are the reason that we do this. Uh, we enjoy it so much. IlliniGuys.com. Be sure to check it out. Three million reasons why uh, it's pretty good stuff. Hey, lasso's in hand. It's that time. We teased it before the break. Let's catch us some recruiting news. Kedrick Prince, Illini Guys Director of Recruiting, has strolled into our state-of-the-art Illini Guys Sports Spectacular studio. Kedrick, good to see you again. Hey, one name is on the minds of Illini fans everywhere after last weekend's big visit, Kylan Boswell. Tell us about Mr. Boswell. Kylan Boswell, I mean, you're right. What a great weekend and a good weekend he had and a good weekend to watch the game. And the fans were in tune with Kylan Boswell. He's a 6'1 point guard, combo guard, originally from the Champaign area. Then he moved out to Arizona 
Um, he's attending prep school out there, and he is a guard that the Fighting Illini coaching staff want in the worst way. He's somebody that that's high on their radar. They think he's a difference maker, and when you talk about rolling out the red carpet or orange carpet, since the Illini are orange and blue, they did that last weekend. They put their best foot forward to get him um, just because he is a local kid, and they think he's a difference maker. Um, and I mean, they did a really, really good job, and had a good conversation with his family as well and his grandfather who played at football in Illinois. I mean, they were all there this weekend. I mean, it was a really good recruiting weekend for him. Ked, where do, if you look at Illinois, obviously they, uh, you know, get him on a visit. He's uh, been to UNLV and he's got Arizona coming up. What, what are your thoughts on where the line I stand in that recruitment? Well, Brad, to be honest with you, we all knew that Arizona was the lead. I mean, they, for some reason, the, the kid fell in love with Arizona. and But I think after this weekend, I think Illinois made up a lot of ground. Um, one of the things that his dad told me um, after he got back home um, earlier in the week was that his son, Kylan, said, I could see myself playing at Illinois. They He really liked the style of play. And I know we use that term a lot, style of play. And you hear about, the, you know, the friendly environment stuff. But these kids in basketball, it really does matter. They like to get up and down the court. Some kids don't want to play in stagnant offenses. And Illinois provides that for him. They put, they get, they let Brad let the guards go. And to tell you how important he is and, you know, and the ground that they made up, you know, Ayo Sumu has been calling and talking to him and telling him, hey, this is what got me started. And, you know, this is your home and they'll take care of you. So they made some ground up telling him that. Big, big weekend, Ked. There was, and so Boswell was, uh, you know, the big recruit on campus. He had an official visit. His whole family's there, but there were other guys on campus too. It sounds like um, if you if you look at the other two guys, Illinois had a couple really talented kids on campus besides uh, besides Boswell. Well, you know what's really weird is, is you get a kid like Boswell and he's big. I mean, he's obviously, you know, a big fish. But then there's a 6'11 kid named Xavier Booker who's a four-star recruit that has 19 Division One offers. I mean, and he's been recruited by everybody. And he's a soft-spoken kid, and uh, he's a kid that uh, assistant coach Tim Anderson is recruiting. And you talk about a guy that, like, I mean, I don't want to compare, but he looks like a Kevin Garnett-type player, really smooth, can shoot it, block shots with both hands, and, you know, finishes well around the rim. He's an excellent passer. Um, he was really, really impressed with the atmosphere. He, you know, talked about watching the games on TV, but seeing them in person is a lot different. And he really likes the fact that he told me that he really likes the fact that Coach Anderson has, you know, trained guys in the NBA and he, they like what he's done with, with Kofi Coburn and, and what Coach Jeff Alexander has done, you know, with him because he's a big guy. So that's nice to, to have to get a guy like that on campus. And I knew at one point in time, you know, people talk about Purdue leading, but Illinois makes some ground up with him and another guy. You know, we always talk about the 309 area code to have great guys from Peoria. Cooper Koch is the next guy to come out of Peoria. Uh, his dad, JR, who played at Iowa, has made it very clear to me several times because he played at Iowa doesn't mean that his son is not is going to go to Iowa. He is very good friends with Jeff Alexander, and Cooper likes Illinois. He's watched them play on TV a lot. Um, hopefully he didn't watch them play against Rutgers this week. <laughs> but... Um, he, there's a lot of interest there with him. I mean, they, the recruiting never stops. And Illinois put themselves in a situation now because they're winning. They can bring these guys on campus and they have a fighting chance with them. Are all these guys uh, class of, of 2023 junior juniors right now in high school? Except for Cooper. I think it's Cooper's a 24, I believe. Bradley, is he a 24, I think? Is that correct? Yeah. Yes. Yep, he's 2024. Okay. Yes. So the other two, so, so Koch is 2024. So he's got some time on that. And that's, gonna, that's a loaded class in the state of Illinois. Um, and then the Booker kid is class of 23. So he's a guy, again, for a junior Boswell's class, correct? Yes. And, you know, and they had a good conversation, too. I know Boswell's dad told me that they had a good conversation with the family and, you know, and that's what they thought about it because they want to get a feel for it, which is nice because that shows that there's some interest there. What I really like about this whole situation with the Boswell is the fans were really in tune with this and um, being a hometown guy. 
is really, really important. And it's for me, what's fascinating is how much interest Coach Underwood is really putting into this recruiting. You know, people have given him a knock on not recruiting. Uh, Brandon Boswell, uh, Kyle's father, said that is far from the truth. Coach uh, Underwood is very involved when it comes to recruits and especially with his son. So uh, that was very noticeable to all the families that were there last weekend. I love the stuff on social media, too, that uh, the football coach Brett Bielema put up because, like you said, his grandfather played football for the Illini, a great uh, coordinated effort uh, by the coaches trying to help each other out. Hey, I've got to get a commercial break. I got about 20 seconds left. Class of 2024, um, Morris Johnson, already a part of that from Chicago, St. Rita. How about James Brown? Any any action on on where he might be? Morez told me he's working on him, and if it's the last thing he's going to do, he's going to make sure that he, his high school teammates wearing orange and blue with him. Brad, any thought before we go on that? No, I, I think he's exactly right. I think Illinois is uh, really working James Brown hard, and having Morez uh, in his ear isn't going to hurt, that's for sure. For sure. Awesome. Great stuff, as always. Kendrick Prince, uh, Director of Recruiting for IlliniGuys.com. Great stuff. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you. All right, Ked, and there he goes. <laughs> Cowboy had it. I didn't. I, I I eased up on the cowboy talk with Ken this time. We like we got I, miss, I, I miss it. <laughs> miss it. Well, I'll, I'll get you back next week. I'll have something good for you. You know that. <laughs> hey, up next, she's the Illini gal, Adaya McKenzie of the Fighting Illini women's basketball team, right here on the Illini Guys Sports Spectacular. You're listening to the Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com on the Illini Guys Radio Network. Now, let's get back to the studio. Right back here on the Illini Guys Sports Spectacular. And joining us now, it's the Illini gal, Adelia McKenzie. Adelia, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Doing great. Doing great. Hey, big week. You guys really busy making up um, a lot of the COVID games. You've got Northwestern coming up on Sunday. But I want to talk about... Um, your first chance to play in the annual pink game on, on Monday didn't come out um, the way you guys would like it, but what was that like um, getting a chance to play in kind of, kind of a special event? Um, it meant a lot. It was a good opportunity to play for something bigger than you. Um, and like, of course the gear was nice, but just focusing on like the main purpose on why that game is there is what, like the main focus as a team so one of the things that i think is really interesting how do you adapt to playing this many games so close together i mean do you do you have you changed like even your like trying to get more sleep i mean how do you rest your body up so you can be ready to play honestly it's just getting treatment like icing stretching um we have like cool machines that like do cool stuff i don't know the exact names but oh we have something called a normal tech and just doing that and try to get treatment as much as you can has that's what helped me and just sleep of course but sometimes it's hard to sleep when your games are late yeah (laughs) and you have class the next day but really it's just like getting that treatment and just eating healthy well, people forget people forget your people forget you guys are students too. So how do you squeeze in, you know, all the homework assignments and getting that done? Because nobody talks about that on the games. They're just talking about how much you score and all this. How do you how do you manage to prioritize all that in your day too? Um, I would say I'm like a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> I like to get all my work done in the beginning of the week. So. If everything's due Friday, I'll be done by like Wednesday or Tuesday just to get out of the way because I know I have a game coming up soon and I don't want to have no homework to focus on after a game or, you know, yeah. I just get that done. That, um, yeah, that makes sense. Talking here with uh, Adelia McKenzie of the Fighting Illini women's basketball team. Um, busy times right now. I think it's, I just counted up, I think, six games in a two week span. Um, you know, it, you know, Purdue Thursday night. Yeah, again, Ohio State last Monday night, Northwestern going up on Sunday. Uh, another game um, uh, coming up against uh, Minnesota uh, up at, at their place back home for you. What's that going to be like next week to go up and play um, back uh, in, in, in your home state, back home? Um, it's exciting. I have been home in a long time. But um, I'm just going to go there and get my job done and just take care of business. But 
am a little nervous about like my family watching and everyone like from my school coming but like I'm just have to focus on like the game and not the crowd yeah that that is that is a challenge um and of course you don't want to go up there and and you know get too much of the good food up there when you get back to up to home yeah he always goes the food angle i always go back to food well you know uh, daily i'm sitting here thinking my uh, middle son's a junior at uh north texas uh you know here in in dallas and i'm actually thinking you know this whole thing about where you get homework done ahead of time i think i need you to talk to him because he's the master of saying hey i need help editing a paper and it's like when is it due and it's like two hours and we're like come on (laughs) so um when you go up there to minnesota um how many people you know how many people are you expecting are you are you get are you hearing from a lot of people wanting to wanting to know about the game are they bothering your parents or, or how's that going yeah i have a lot i had a lot of people wait i had a lot of people contact me um, like family, of course, to put them down my tickets. I actually asked like five teammates to transfer their tickets to me so I can put family on the list and like school counselors and students, friends. I don't know. I bet probably like 25 people, wow. maybe more. Wow. And you were at Brooklyn Park. Is that like a, a suburb? I mean, it's, it's like a suburb of Minneapolis, right? Yes. Okay. Okay. It's straight, like, straight north. Straight, little, little, straight north and a little west. There you go. Okay. Yep. 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 I, I have not been in Minneapolis. It's been so long. The Metrodome was still standing. That's how long it's been. The um, the she, old she, Final Four. She probably wasn't born or just was a, a little baby. But I think Brooklyn Park was where uh, Jesse the Body Ventura was the mayor. I don't know what you guys are talking about right now, but <laughs> yeah, I guess. If it's if it's not food, it's an obscure reference. That's what Mike Kennedy brings to the table. You can guarantee that. Well, well, he was the mayor there, and then he became the governor of of uh, Minnesota. Uh, Jesse the Body Ventura was a professional wrestler. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> There we go. All right. Well, listen, uh, we need to, we need to make sure that a day gets uh, on her game. So as always, uh, the Illini gal, Adelia McKenzie, glad you joined us and uh, good luck Sunday against the Wildcats. And we'll talk to you next week. Thank you so much. Talk to you guys later. All right. Tame those, tame those Wildcats for us. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's right. Adelia McKenzie. Um, you know, it's so much fun, Mike. We always enjoy talking to her. I mean, you know, we had the um, interview on IlliniGuys.com earlier this week and talking to Kendall Bossick, and she pointed out that six new players on this Fighting Illini women's team, um, including three freshmen. Adelia, one of those freshmen, uh, just an outstanding career up there, the Miss Basketball in the state of Minnesota. Glad that she's uh, uh, with us here uh, in Illinois, and what a neat event that'll be for her next Thursday. It'll be that is really neat. So that'll be a lot of fun to for her and hopefully have a great game up there. But of course, first she's got to worry about those wildcats. That's right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> All right. See with us here. Much more to come here on the Sports Spectacular, powered by Alanaguys.com. At Busey Bank, we understand you have a vision for your future and we're committed to helping you achieve your dreams. Since 1868, we've invested in recruiting and retaining the best and brightest associates. Busey's unique culture is one that values and supports you, provides opportunities for growth, and is much more than a job. It's a career. Build relationships, build community, and build your career at Busey Bank. Proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini. I'm Kofi Coburn. When it comes to facing my opponents on the basketball court, that's easy. You know what else is easy? OSF On-Call Urgent Care. That's right, Kofi. When you need care for minor illnesses and injuries that's easy to get when and where you need it, OSF On-Call Urgent Care is your MVP. Walk in 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. every day, even holidays, or connect with a virtual visit 24-7, 365 days a year. Visit osfoncall.org slash urgentcare. Sports Spectacular continues. Hey, one reminder, Kofi Colbert is up for the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar Award as the top center in the nation, and he needs your help to get there. Go to our website, IlliniGuys.com, and go to the right side and click on Vote for Kofi. That's got the link to take you where you can vote for Kofi once per day per email 
listen to me. You can vote for him once per day per email. I know you got several email addresses and make sure we get Kofi that award is the top center. Um, he's the most dominant center. Let's, let's face it. Some other good guys out there. Let's not take anything away from them, but Kofi's the man. Go out there. Lanaiguys.com. Vote for Kofi right side of the screen. Hey, college basketball. Um, wrote a little piece about uh, uh, Duke, you know, recently, not that I'm, not that I'm anti Duke, but I just, you know, I get tired of some of the, some of the stuff I mentioned earlier uh, last hour, in case you are just joining us. Rutgers has now beaten four ranked teams in a row, right? They're on a run, like the last like 10, 12 days. Those four opponents they beat that are ranked, that's more ranked foes than Duke is going to play all season. Duke played Kentucky to open the season, and they played Gonzaga, both on neutral courts. They will not play another ranked team. That's how bad the ACC is right now. Guys, I've got the ACC maybe getting three teams in. Maybe. We'll see what happens. Uh, that's Duke. Okay, we mentioned Kentucky. How about Ty Ty Washington, a, a point guard that Illinois fans know a lot about? He uh, Illinois recruited him, and it came down to, again, he goes to the Wildcats. That low, uh, lower leg injury that he suffered uh, a week ago against Florida, tried to play Tuesday night at Tennessee, started, um, only played a few minutes, and then leaving um, early in the second half and did not return. And, and he may be questioned, we'll have to, Brad may have to miss uh, a week or two now, and a tough, um, tough uh, break here for the Wildcats. Yeah, I mean, Ty Ty's been a, been fantastic as a freshman. I mean, he's a really good player and um, projected to go in the, you know, the mid mid first round. But thing I found interesting was seeing his uh, dad go on Twitter. And because of, you know, and you know, when you have a passionate fan base like Kentucky and, and Illinois, for that matter, all the passionate fan bases, there's that's great. But it also you see the kind of the downside of it, too, is dad was on uh, tw- social media talking about how. You know, he, you know, if you don't play, they tell you you're soft. And if you do play, then they, then you don't play well, or you get hurt again. And they rip you for that. It said, nobody's ever happy. Just kind of, uh, you know, and, and I think that sometimes as fans, people don't understand like the impact that that can have on, on a, you know, on a kid and on a family. Um, although it sounds great and you say, well, you know, you can't worry about social media, but when people are talking about you, no matter who you are, you're, you're human. And I think it does get to them. That's one of the downsides of the, there's a lot of positives to having a passionate fan base, but you can see, I, I think Kentucky may have the wildest fan base uh, on the internet. So uh, you can see how that can uh, affect, you know, a, a kid and a family. There's, there's nothing more hard hitting than a 40 to 55 year old guy who's behind a keyboard typing. So um, th- some of the comments are just crazy out there. And my biggest concern for Ty Ty is they didn't take away the car from his dealership, did they? He still gets that, right? Definitely still got his Porsche Cayenne. Okay. All right. Thank you. I was starting to sweat some bullets here, but now, now everything's good. I'm fine. (laughs) He he, he lost one helping of caviar. Oh, did he really? Wow. Caviarless. (laughs) I don't even know what caviar tastes like. Does it taste good? I, I, I've seen it, never eaten it, so I can't. Same tell here. It. Same here. Well, you know, you know, Larry has. He's just not willing to admit it now. <laughs> just you know how I eat. There's no way in the world I would put that stuff in my mouth. Caviar, <laughs> fish eggs. That was my thing. That's why I didn't want it. I was like, yeah, I don't know. It just doesn't even look good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I I struggle eating adult fish, let alone the babies. So, all right, uh, we move on from that. <laughs> Uh, what were we talking about? Talking about <laughs> basketball here, Gonzaga. Meanwhile, uh, you know, now I, I bust on Duke for the lack their their lack of uh, of ranked foes. Here's the thing about Gonzaga: uh, six ranked now. And now let's let's make this clear: rankings mean nothing when it comes to picking NCAA tournament teams, but it is a point of conversation in in the sports world. So with that, six ranked foes in the non conference uh, for Gonzaga. So three times as many as Duke. But guys, they're playing on the West Coast Conference and playing. Brad, you you brought it up, quad fourteen every night, right? Yeah, it's insane. I mean, they played. Uh, I think four of their last five games have been against quad four teams. You know, those are like uh, I guess that puts you up for a chance at a bad loss, but it's pretty pretty slim chance that you're going to lose. So, uh, you know, and you wonder. You know, obviously they've gotten over the hump and you know gotten to the Final Four national title game, and uh, but they're right on the cusp. But at the same time, man, it just seems weird that. You know, you got to, you know, Illinois is playing uh, at Rutgers and then at Michigan State. 
in these games where it's just, you know, knockdown drag out games and, you know, Gonzaga's out there playing, you know, Pepperdine. And I guess they maybe they could surf after the game, but I mean, it, but it's just, it's not a real, uh, not a difficult schedule once they get in conference play. Yeah. And I, I almost have to feel a little bit sorry for them. They schedule hard out of conference, but I don't know what they're ever going to be able to do with it unless they actually get a football program because all the real TV contracts are driven by football and basketball is just like a, a come along sport. So they, are they stuck here forever? I don't know. Yeah. It's going to be tough. Um, you know, just to, like you said, to cry to, because you play all your tough teams before Christmas and then you play, you scrimmage for two months and then you hit the tournament. So you're exactly right. So, Hey, Northwestern, another tough loss of the night to uh, Purdue. Um, they're the best, almost best team in the country. Aren't they? <laughs> yes. They're, they're almost good. Like they have, they've lost nine games by six points or less, or, or maybe they lost by more, but it's an overtime, but nine of their losses. I mean, wow. it's, it's gotta be brutal to be a Northwestern fan. It's like, in the sense that, you know, you, you go out there and you, you compete and you feel like you got a chance to win and then you just find a way to lose game after game after game. And, you know, I, you, other teams are, you know, finding a way to win these games and Northwestern just always seems to find a way to lose. And uh, it's got to be brutal to, to be a fan and uh, for Chris Collins too. I mean, you put this team who I don't think is overly talented. They're solid but they, they could easily be have you know three or four more wins, and then they're on the NCAA tournament bubble. We're talking differently. Well, the good thing for Northwestern fans is Chris Collins almost got the Duke job, but they get to keep him. So, you know, the bottom line is I think old Chris probably should have moved on after that NCAA bid and, you know, went on to the next place. Maybe he would have been in a better position when Coach K retired. Wow. Hey, I got to get a break in. Let's let's pick that up. Uh, the, the big um, drama in Durham this week about uh, Duke and, and the successor to Mike Krzyzewski. We'll get into that. Stay with us. Quick time out. You're listening to the Sports Spectacular. Are you tired of your website making your business look bad? Is your current web developer dropping the ball? Let's face it. If your website isn't making you money, it's broken. Let Neon Rain create a website that turns your visitors into customers. Neon Rain has worked with hundreds of businesses across North America, building custom websites and applications with modern designs that are easy to update and work well on mobile devices. They can do it for you, too. What sets Neon Rain apart? They actually deliver on their promise. Call today for a free consultation, 303-957-3092. That's Neon Rain at 303-957-3092. Or visit them at neonrain.com. Thanks for joining us here on the Illini Guys Sports Spectacular. As you know, we are a two-hour program providing inside coverage and analysis primarily of Illini sports. Last hour, Big Ten Network play-by-play man Brandon Gauden joined us, and we talked about where Illinois stands in the Big Ten picture heading into the weekend. And here's the thing I think where this program is right now is that you could lose two of three, and yet you're still tied for first place yep. with, five, with five games to go. Yeah, and I think all along, most of us have been saying that five losses would probably win the Big Ten this year, and that is what it's shaping up to be. You've got four teams with four losses at the top in this log jam, and you've still got, for most teams, five games to go. Some have six, even seven, just because of the COVID issues that happened early and how the scheduling worked out. So, again, I, I think if you're Illinois, you look at it and you say, we can still not only win the Big Ten regular season title, still get a great seed in the tournament. And 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 Jess and I talked about this during the broadcast, and Larry, I'm sure you agree, like, Illinois and Purdue are, to me, built for March. Yeah. They've, got, they've got the big man. They've got the perimeter guards. They've got enough shooters. They have freshmen that are starting to surge, in particular, R.J. Melendez, which I'm sure we'll talk about. So when you bring all those pieces together and you get outside of your conference and face other teams that aren't used to seeing a Kofi Coburn and defending Plummer and Frazier, I think that's where where they're going to be dangerous. So I, I think come March, they're as dangerous as any team in the country. I really believe that. Yeah, I would agree with that. And I think you're right because they do have all those particulars. We saw Purdue a couple hours later in the second game uh, that was after the Illinois Rutgers game. And we saw Jaden Ivey, who is a future lottery pick, held to eight points yep. by, by Northwestern. I mean, it's just it's one of those things that and listen, I, I'm not trying to cast aspersions. But meanwhile, Gonzaga out west rolls to a 20 point win over Pepperdine. 
I mean, it's, I mean, it's a, either at pepper. I mean, it's, 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 a, and again, I'm not trying to say the guns because Gonzaga is my number one. They're probably your number one. They're worthy. They're a final four national t- you know, title uh, uh, front runner. Yeah. But the competition's different, but it's different. Yeah. yeah. And if Gonzaga is in the big 10 right now, they probably have three or four losses Absolutely. within conference play. It, there's no disrespect. And, and I think if you ask Mark few, he would understand that it's just a different level of play. But again, could Gonzaga win the national championship? Absolutely. Do they have as much talent as anybody? Yeah. Yes. But it's, it's just apples and oranges this time of year. If you missed it, the complete Sports Spectacular show will be posted on our website, IlliniGuys.com, later this weekend. Now, let's wrap up the show. Wrapping up things here on the Sports Spectacular. Before the break, we were talking about uh, the drama in Durham this week. Uh, Ian O'Connor, longtime basketball writer, has written a new book about the uh, rise and reign of of Mike Krzyzewski, of course, a legendary Hall of Fame coach retiring at season's end after uh, just one of the most impressive careers ever in sports. Let's just just give him his due. Um, but it, it details how he, the Duke officials, the athletic director, the school president, the Duke University wanted to bring in Tommy Amaker, who a former Duke player, one time K assistant, who's done a great job for 15 years at, at Harvard. But he pushed Amaker aside to get John Shire in instead. Uh, a lot of drama down there. And again, Coach K, known as a micromanager, and maybe until the end, he's, that's exactly what he's done. Yeah, you just wonder if he uh, wants to have a kind of have a um, still have his handprint on the program, even after he's retired. And and, uh, you know, Shire is a very young guy. I mean, he was, um, you know, he's I think it was in the class of 2005 uh, in high school. So uh, it's not not very long ago. So, I mean, that's a you know, you're looking at a guy who's young. He's uh, he's a guy who has doesn't have much bench experience. Um, you know, as far as running a team. So uh, I think it's going to be very interesting to see how it comes across and, and how much involvement Coach K has at, even after he retires. Yeah, and it's it's going to be a challenge. We've seen, you know, taking over for a legend, you know, whether it's Gene Bardo or, you know, you, you know, following John Wooden and you go all the way up to, you know, when Dean Smith retired, when Bobby Knight retired. And, you know, it's it's not easy to fill those shoes. And there's a part of me that says I'd like to be the coach that lets somebody follow a legend and then I show up. (laughs) I couldn't agree with you more on that. And I'm just going to go on a limb here, fellas, and say that John Shire's not going to last 42 years at Duke. Just going to go on a limb here. <laughs> Way to step out on that limb there. That's, that's pretty impressive there, Patrick. You know, I, I try. I try. And in other news, Patrick predicts that none of the four of us will win the Mega Million tonight. <laughs> that's right. You're keeping that's me in right. check there, Mike. I like hey, it. Man, come I like on. It. You're Patrick, killing my vibe. Patrick. Brad, you're not allowed to win. <laughs> That's in every drawing on Illini, guys. I'm all- <laughs> That's right. He never, he never but does. as an Illini fan, I wish Tommy Amaker was the guy. But things happen for a reason. So there you go. We do. Well, this article goes on. Again, the book comes out uh, next week on the 22nd to talk about that Mike Krzyzewski, a longtime turbulent relationship with his, his former coach at, at, at Army and, of course, the Indiana legend Bob Knight, says the relationship ended at a West Point reunion in 2015. Um, so I didn't realize that they – they didn't talk. I didn't realize that. It's really, you know, it's not, I'm not shocked. Let's be honest. It's not shocking that, you know, Bob Knight and, and coach K two probably of some of the most, um, how would you say it? Most prickly human beings that you're going to meet yeah. um, in, in, in your life. Don't get along. Um, both guys who really want things done their way. And uh, very like that. I mean, we know Bobby Knight and, uh, the media portrays coach K as, you know, this almost like um, angelic figure. And we, those of us who've interviewed him and been around him and uh, we, we know that's not the case um, in any way, shape or form. Um, you know, it's almost like a sailor coming into the port uh, many times on the sideline. So um, it's a, uh, it's interesting to, uh, to hear this. It's not surprising that they don't get along, but uh, I think a lot of people just, I, I just didn't know it. I think that's a great, great point. We didn't know that they, hated each other now yeah and you know bob knight of course has no history of any fiery blow-ups with anybody none zero (laughs) totally shocking to have him involved in this 
But, you know, the, the, it, it is kind of sad to see people, though, who were, were friends and colleagues, you know, for that many years, just have it blow apart. And I have to admit, I'm probably going to want to pick up the book now to figure out just exactly what happened. So, you know, I'm just as bad as everybody else wanting to figure this out. But it is unfortunate that these type of things have to blow up like that. But like Brad said, predictable. And also um, kind of ironic, I think, that the day that this article uh, came out was the day that Mike Krzyzewski didn't feel well at halftime against Wake Forest and did not come out for the second half and therefore did not take questions from the reporters after that. Uh, Was Mike at that game? Was he at the game? Was he at, like tasting the spread? And maybe at the same time, Coach K <laughs> showed up. Yeah, was that- it was Kegley's fault. Yeah, Kegley's yep. fault about the, with the food. There's no question. Hey guys, you got about a minute left. Uh, Super Bowl. The Rams are the champs. Your thoughts about the big game? What a what a great playoff. Maybe the best overall playoffs uh, we've seen maybe in our lifetimes in the NFL. Yeah, that those last few weeks, man. Those, they were some. There were some great games. I mean. Every game was down to the wire. You felt like either team could win. I, the Rams, you know, you got to give them Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup. But I, I thought Aaron Donald should have been the Super Bowl MVP. That's me. Um, yep. I thought he was just dominant, even if he just draws three defenders sometime. And uh, he, he's just a special guy and on the defensive side of the ball. And, you know, it, I think Cincinnati's going to be back, though. Joe Burrow is a, is a winner. And if they can actually block for him, that would be nice. I'm actually kind of interested to see that the Rams built this team the way the old Redskins did under George Allen by trading draft picks for players who can play right now. Will the rest of the league copy it? And then the other thing is, will Joe Burrow be like Dan Marino? Because I assumed in 1984 that Dan Marino was going to go to about five Super Bowls, and that was the only time we saw him there. It's so hard to get back, but I think that uh, we all would like to see that happen um with joe burrow and the Bengals, what a great run 33 years it had been and they get uh, so close but they're zero and three all time in the big game guys we had to leave it there as always two hours goes way too fast thanks again to our guests uh, brandon godden coming in uh, uh steven and adam from campus sync a lot of fun good to have demonte here good to have adelia here as well uh for patrick Quinn, mike kegley brad sturdy i'm larry smith Illini, michigan state 11 a.m on espn on saturday complete post-game coverage and analysis you can find it on IlliniGuys.com. We'll see you right back here, same time, next week. Go Illini. I-L-L. I-N-I. This I-N-I. has been a presentation of LMBC Sports, LLC, and JM Talent Productions. We'll be back next week on the Illini Guys Radio Network on these same stations across Illinois.